All right, so yesterday it was a city council meeting and the city's acting social and community development supervisor spoke to city council about the housing spectrum in Kamloops, the system that enables clients to access and move through the housing spectrum, the role of the municipality and other stakeholders in that system, and the opportunities to improve housing in Kamloops across the housing spectrum. Well, the city, of course, has been actively involved in housing across the spectrum over the last number of years, and the COVID-19 pandemic has exposed some uncomfortable social challenges related to mental health, addictions, and homelessness, and the need for greater housing and supports. One of the bigger voices on council when it comes to these types of issues, you know, around homelessness and addiction and mental health, it is Bill Sarai, and I'm pleased to welcome to the program now, Councillor Bill Sarai. Mr. Robert Sarai, how are you doing here this evening? Not too bad. How are you? I am good. Thank you so much for the time. really appreciate this. So, you know, the issue around social housing, you know, it's been ongoing for quite some time. I guess when you heard the presentation yesterday from the social development supervisor, did it bring forward any new information for you? Was there anything where you, you heard it and said, wow, that's something I didn't really know about? Uh, Jeff, no. Um, uh, what I, what I, what uh, some of it was that the part where um, there was enough room in our social housing from the intake at our emergency shelters moving forward, and that was something that caught my uh, caught my ear because I always thought that there was some room there. Um, looking back at it now, maybe some of the arguments are that because there's nobody accessing the wraparound services, in my opinion or uh, been there for six to seven months or a year are not um, moving on to uh, a healthier lifestyle and getting their own place or sharing a place with someone. So they're in that comfort zone where they're getting the three meals a day. They can still go out and use. Um, they, st- they obviously have to do something uh, in order to get money to buy the drugs. So the reason I'm thinking that the the, there's no room for the shelter people to move forward into housing is because the people in housing aren't moving on. So I guess, I mean, in your opinion, and, and this is purely, a, I guess, just an opinion, I guess, on this, but who, who should be uh, held account? Where, where does the responsibility lie? Is it on the individual clients themselves to, to put themselves out there and, and try to move forward in, in their uh, you know, recovery process? Does it fall on the city to you know, help make those services uh, that are available known to the clients? Is it uh, someone else? Does this come down to BC Housing or, or Canadian Mental Health Association? Or is this a combination of all parties really do need to be at the table? Uh, Jeff, it's, it's a combination of everybody, but it, it's like a piece of pie. It's cut into bigger pieces. It, it's not on the city to provide services for mental health or addiction. We are partnered up uh, in giving uh, city-owned land on a long-term lease uh, to BC Housing to build housing for social issues, whether it's mental health, addiction. It's up to Interior Health to be at the table, the provincial government uh, putting resources in, it's also on the individual. Um, you cannot force an individual that's living on the street or on the riverbank to go seek housing. And that's, that was one of the things that you mentioned earlier that caught me by surprise. There's a number of individuals that would rather be outside in the cold and hungry in the rain than seek housing for, an, and for a number of reasons. It might be they don't like the rules. They might not like someone that's already housed there. Uh, they might not like the person that's running the that type of housing, it's a number, or they're just not comfortable being around people. Mm-hmm. That caught me off guard because I'm thinking back in the day, you know, even today, when you're outside and cold and your feet are cold and your stomach's growling, you try to find somewhere to relieve the, those, those issues. And to have people not doing that 
and, and still suffering on the, on the riverbank is saddening. On the, on the addiction side and, and the health side, it still comes to the individual. What I think we can do as partners is get them the housing, which is, which is a mandate and now housing first, and let them clear the fog that's in their head from addiction, get them on their meds on a regular basis if they got mental health issues. And in time, and I'm not saying a week, a month, everybody's on a different timeline, but after six months or seven months, if they haven't reached out to ask for assistance and they're still going out and doing the same type of activities that keep them entrenched in that lifestyle, then I think we're not doing that person a favor, we're not helping them, and we're not helping our community. And so I think that's where, um, I don't know if you say mandated, but there's got to be some incentive from the government and the agencies in charge of this addiction um, uh, issue to say, look, you know, how are we going to, how are we going to make him healthy and how does, how do we entice him to get healthy again? We just can't let him be housed and then keep doing what he's been doing for the last three years. You talked about housing first as, as being a mandate. And I get that, right? Because you, you talked about how people would, some people would rather be out on the street being hungry and being cold. And of course, keeping them alive is, is priority number one. So getting them in somewhere, getting them inside, making sure they are able to survive a night, that has to be the first priority, which makes total sense. But of course, we have to move on from, from that and actually get them the help they need, get, get people on the path towards recovery. I know yesterday at council, you made a motion uh, to try to get BC Housing to come to City Council to make a presentation so you guys can ask questions of BC Housing. Because obviously, like you mentioned, their mandate, get people in shelter first. What would you like to hear from them? What kind of conversations are you hoping to have with BC housing officials? And, and why would it be important for them to come to the council table to, to, to present to city officials about what's going on here in our community? Well, it would just be a, a, a continuation of, of the providers that are supposed to be in charge of uh, helping. And this isn't just to isolate the council. This is happening all over mm-hmm. BC. From I would like to ask them, and just like I asked Interior Health, what are you putting in place? Your Housing First mandate is part of the four-pillar approach that the government has promoted for the last five to ten years. Obviously, there's some cracks in it. What What is the next process? Once you've housed them, I get that. They're, they're safe. They've got a, a lock. They can lock their, their door. They can get some food in their stomach. Um, they can be warm at night. What is the next process? And who is in charge? And who is, who is going to be um, directed to provide the next wraparound services? So if, if BC Housing, if, if all you're doing is the housing part, who do we, who, who are you uh, giving the reins to, to to supply the wraparound services? And what are the timelines? Because right now all your service providers are saying they can stay here, the, all the, the, the housing units that you can use, is you can stay, the individuals can stay here as long as they want, and they can keep using as long as they want. They can't cause any disruption or, or trouble on site but yet they don't have that same rule, doesn't follow them across the street or outside. So BC Housing should answer us, like, who, who should we be contacting? If you're not going to do it, who should be doing it, and we'll be knocking on those doors. But right now everybody's pointing fingers at, well, we're not in charge of that. We're just in charge of harm reduction and, and handing out needles for material health. We don't believe in detox um, or recovery sites or, or, or sobering centers. And BC Housing is saying all we do is housing. Uh, the wraparound services are the, the, the individuals that access them. Well, I'd like to know 
how does the individual know where to access them if he's in a cloud of drugs all day? And when he is sober and clean, then where are we at? Where are we given the opportunity to find those, those wraparound services the time he asked for them, not making an appointment two weeks later or three weeks later with somebody? So those are some of the questions that I need to know that, that we just can't keep building housing and, and house people that are on the street just for the sake of housing. There's got to be an end result, an end goal for the people. It's not fair to them or to the community or, or to society to just house them and say, okay, that, that's all we're going to do now. And let's just find some more land and build some more housing. Mm-hmm. One, one of the things that you, you said in there, and it's, it caught my attention because it's, it's an issue I've had kind of around this whole conversation for quite some time. And that, that is the finger pointing. I don't know if it's intentional. Um, you know, the, those who are at this table, I don't know if they're meaning to point fingers. They're just trying to say, hey, this is our responsibility and that's as far as we can go. But it does feel like there's a lot out there saying this is what we do and, and we can't help them beyond that. But, you know, these services should be being connected. These are all intertwined. This is a web of services that sometimes feels like it's being broken. And, and I'm, I'm frustrated that, you know, we're not able to get really solid answers for a lot of people, whether it be business owners who are having their, their properties vandalized on a daily basis or the clients themselves who are trying to find recovery. You know, they're getting the housing. Where do they go from there? There's, these services should all be intertwined. And, and sometimes I worry that the leaders at these tables are not are not helping people find those other services and connecting them with the next step towards their recovery. Jeff, I totally agree with you. And, and, and the people that we talk about the wraparound services. So if you want to go to detox right now, you've got a loved one that is hit rock bottom. The first thing detox is going to ask you is we can keep you here for seven days. What is your recovery plan after seven days? We need to know where you're going for uh, more services for wraparound services. Do you have a place booked in seven days? Unfortunately, if you don't have a follow-up plan, um, you might not get that detox bed. And, and that's unfortunate. And, and at the yesterday's um, council, one of the, the resource center, and, and Jeff, you went there today, I've been there a couple of times, is Vision Quest out in Logan Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went out there, they've got some good success stories out there. They, they've got people that have got their grade 12 done. They're, they've got some life skills there. They've got some programs there. They don't kick anybody out if they got nowhere to go. And, and, and we heard that, yes, they do bring some people into town that are, are either done with the program and say, look, I'm out of here. They, from what I've been told, and I verified it today, they try to get those individuals back to their home community. If they don't, they try, the, first of all, they try to keep them there and talk them out of leaving. Yeah. Um, but if he's adamant and going, they can't let him just walk out in the middle of nowhere outside of Logan Lake. So they drive them to the nearest 24-hour shelter, emergency shelter, which happens to be Kamloops, and we should be happy that we have one. But in yesterday's report, they're not bringing people here by the busloads every Saturday. Um, In the last four months, they brought about 10 people here, and six of them are from Kamloops that wanted to get out of the program. Uh, Two of them ended up at the hospital for whatever reason, mental health issues, and unfortunately, they ran from the hospital. And that uh, drew on our resources of the RCMP, who were probably busy with something else. Now they have to go up to the hospital and find a couple of people that have, have taken off from the hospital for the safety of our community. So they're, they're a type of service that I think we were trying to, with the assistance of some business owners on West Victoria Street, and, and you know uh, Reed was talking to you as well, we're just trying to find some more options for the people that are seeking help. So whether people from Vision Quest or Roundhouse come into our community and go to these emergency shelters 
or to the social housing and do a presentation and say, hey, look, we are offering these services. If anybody's interested, um, we can help you with this type of addiction or this type of, of, of uh, background uh, assistance. But if they don't know about it, they're not going to access it. And Vision Quest has said that no one in Camels has, has ever reached out to them from our social housing agencies or anybody else. And that's troubling to me because they're 45 minutes out of town. They have a beautiful setup there to take away people from the environment that triggers them to use and give them some peace and quiet and so they can concentrate on getting better. You mentioned that you have been out there, um, out in Logan Lake, and visited visited the Vision Quest uh, Center. And and when you know when I was talking to them today, I understand that you know there was some representatives from from City Council like yourself. I believe Dennis Walsh was there as well. I understand there was representatives from Ask Wellness. There was representatives from the RCMP there, and of course you had Vision Quest themselves, where you guys were meeting. I'm not going to ask about the meeting itself, but is there enough of those types of, of conglomerations or those types of gatherings happening where they can, individual services and different agencies have the chance to talk about the concerns that they have and, and, and voice their issues and see if they can come up with a solution together. It feels to me like maybe there's not enough collaboration happening. There's not enough of these roundtable kind of things that are ongoing. And this is something that is obviously very important, right? The, the treatment that people need is very individualized, right? What works for you might not work for me. And so there needs to be more communication. And I'm, I'm wondering if you believe there's enough communication happening. Um, right now, no, I don't think so. Not even between the stakeholders, but the sad part of this whole conversation, Jeff, when we were out there, the, the saddest part I heard about that the, the, uh, uh, dialogue we had out there was Vision Quest is funded by BC Housing. Our Emerald House shelter, 24-hour shelter, is funded by BC Housing. Our social housing, most of them are funded by BC Housing. They didn't even know each other existed. So when we're talking about just our community leaders here in, in bylaws and, and community safety and two counselors and a businessman finding out about this um, resource that could help some of the individuals, not everybody, and you're right, it might take first one time, two time, three time to, to actually get enough tools in your belt to get better some of the, some people that have addiction this isn't for them it, it might take an, a softer safer drug to get you uh better but yes it, it was very concerning to me that nobody knew about this this uh, place we've heard of other places no one's no one's promoting it no one's offering it and the whole thing is if bc housing knows that they're funding these two uh uh, resources for harm reduction, why aren't they putting them together to say, look, you're, we're housing them over here. If anybody needs any help, we've got a place 45 minutes out of town that they can access if they want to get uh, accident-based um, resources and a rehab. Well, I think we could probably talk for another half an hour on this, but unfortunately we are pretty much out of time here. So thank you so much for this. I really do hope we see BC Housing come to the table and, and you get a chance around council to ask some questions. And of course, like I mentioned, all of these other partners being able to get together as well and, and speak amongst themselves. I think it's critical. I think it's very important. And I know we're going to continue to have these conversations. So thank you so much for your time here today. And we'll definitely catch up down the road and appreciate your time. Thank you, Jeff, and have a great day. Yeah, you as well. There is Councillor Bill Sarai speaking to uh, yesterday's presentation from uh, the uh, Social Development 
Acting Social and Community Development Supervisor to City Council. A number of concerns that we have all talked about, right? What's going on on West Victoria Street? We know there's a number of social housing units that exist there a lot within a very small radius. There's other uh, social housing units, of course, across the city, but it seems like West Victoria has a very large concentration, and that leads to some of the issues. But we've heard, we talked about some of the successes elsewhere as well. Vision Quest and Logan Lake, we mentioned it several times that I went there today. They have a, a very good program. It sounds like it's very successful. 25 to 30 percent success rate i was told which i find absolutely phenomenal and uh, hopefully that uh, we see some progress being made here not enough is being done not enough communication seems to be happening and we need to fix that to help those who are the most marginalized here in our community if we want our community to be better to be safer to be prettier all of these things in my opinion need to go hand in hand